Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your world weather update here on a Thursday, September the 7th. Well, the tropics are still alive and well and kicking, and we are going to continue to see a bit of influence over these next few days. Actually, actually over the next week, it's all about Lee. I'm sure everyone's all excited about it. Uh, Lee doesn't look all that dramatic at the moment, but it is a very uh, formidable storm and will become more so as we go forward through these next couple of days. Uh, that storm track is going to take the system off pretty close to the northern Leeward Islands and then work its way up. Uh, to the west of Bermuda and then perhaps up towards uh, the Nova Scotia and Newfoundland areas. There's still potential that it could come closer to the United States and the storm needs to closely be monitored. You know, the uh, system uh, is 10 days away from Nova Scotia. So uh, there's a pretty good chance that there can be some kind of change in the overall path and or the intensity between now and then. So even though the media is going to be uh, hyping this thing up and talking about a, a bad Category 5 storm and, and blah, 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 uh, we need to be careful here not to make big assumptions that we've got death and destruction coming to the United States or uh, anywhere in particular, just simply because as the storm goes to higher latitudes, it is expected to weaken and it'll probably reach its peak intensity over the weekend. Uh, Tropical Depression 14 has just formed. This is also going to be a fairly well-organized storm system, but it is destined to move into the central parts of the Atlantic and wander around there for a good part of a week to week and a half. And so it is not going to be a threat to any uh, land mass for quite some time down the road, if ever at all. Uh, the uh, the forecast path officially from the National Hurricane Center at 11 a.m. this morning, uh, Eastern Time uh, for Lee is pretty obvious here. It, it, it will become a major hurricane, a Category 3 storm here in the next 12 to 24 hours, and it will work its way up uh, certainly through a Category 4, and we'll probably see this system make it to Category 5, possibly. We'll see what happens, but it is going to be away from land when it does that, so well south of Bermuda, well to the north of the Greater Antilles. It'll pass north of every uh, major uh, island out there for a while. So it's really not going to be anything more than a, a, a worry uh, for the uh, northeastern part of North America. And uh, so we'll need to continue to watch that. But be careful not to get too hung up on the, the media hype until we are at least a lot closer to land than we are right now. Well, it looks like the rainfall in the last 24 hours was most significant across portions of the eastern Midwest and a part of the Delta. These areas did see the majority of the precipitation it was all fairly light. Temperatures yesterday did turn cooler across a big part of the north central part of the U.S. Temperatures were only in the 60s and 70s. And we did see temperatures work their way still up over 100 degrees in the southern parts of the plains. The delta was certainly well into the 90s during that time period as well. Uh, we did see a couple of 30 upper 30 degree readings this morning in the upper Midwest, pretty even important there in the Mindac region, uh, parts of Minnesota. But there wasn't any frost uh, and no damaging cold occurred. It was just indicative of the chill that's uh, off to the north. And we'll see another round of this cooler air coming around as we get a little bit further into the forecast. In Canada, 
Uh, yesterday, the precipitation that occurred was pretty minimal, uh, sporadic, and pretty similar to what's been occurring routinely. Uh, you can see that there was uh, mostly mild temperatures occurring across the region. The forecast for Canada is still quite dry, a very good maturation and harvest environment for the prairies. There will be some showers around. There's just not going to be a lot of them, and any disruption to farming activities is expected to be extremely brief. Uh, down in the States, we're going to be seeing some uh, precipitation come across a few of the uh, crop areas, but it's very important to note that all this precipitation that's advertised in the Western Corn Belt is going to be very brief and light and is probably overdone to some degree. Uh, most of these amounts are running from about, uh, we'll say, uh, maybe a quarter to three quarters of an inch and uh, potentially up over one inch. But that's what the model says purely. And I think you'll find that the greater rains are going to be very localized to parts of counties rather than general areas like you see it on here. Uh, so be real careful with how you interpret the chart. The bottom line is that most of the uh, western Corn Belt and some central areas will probably not be seeing enough moisture to really make any difference. And it's so late now in the growing season that there's a pretty low potential for any kind of serious change in yield. The only thing that rain might do at this point is it might improve the quality of some of the crops and it, it might stop the decline in the yield, but that's all that it would do. And this is not the environment for that. So we are not expecting to see good solid rains in any particular area there. Hard red winter wheat country, though, is going to see rain Sunday or actually Saturday uh, into Tuesday. And during that time period, we'll see rain in a lot of areas. Now, the models differ a bit on who's going to get the greatest rains, but they all tend to suggest that parts of Texas will likely see some halfway decent amounts of rain. This particular European model run suggests that Oklahoma and Texas, northern Texas, both will be getting a significant amount of moisture. I think some of the rain is overdone and a little bit of caution is needed there. But the bottom line is that everybody in wheat country will see rain at one time or another. And even if it's only light, it will still be helpful in supporting the planting, germination and emergence process. Uh, it is very dry out there. Top and subsoil moisture is running critically low. Uh, and that is the byproduct of all these days of hot, dry weather that we've just gone through. And we showed the soil moisture yesterday in our uh, morning maps. Uh, and hopefully you recall uh, what we showed. But the bottom line is it's very dry. This precipitation will offer some relief, but not a lot. Uh, notice the Delta is not expected to get much rain over the next 10 days. That's probably not a bad scenario for crops that are maturing and, and uh, some harvest activity that's underway. Uh, cotton has moisture to work with. I don't think there's any real serious concerns there. And for the Southeast United States, of course, it's still uh, plenty wet from the passage of uh, Hurricane Idalia and not too long ago. But the showers that are going to occur across the region will continue to perpetuate a moisture profile that is quite welcome. The heavier rains you see off to the east here are associated with the uh, Hurricane Lee. Uh, this is the European forecast from last night, so be careful. Uh, the GFS model run is uh, suggesting a sharper turn to the east. That uh, doesn't mean the GFS is right, but uh, because the European is still favoring the uh, northeasternmost part of the United States and parts of southeastern Canada, we definitely don't want to turn our backs on that storm. That's why it is getting the hype in the press that it's getting. So we do want to continue to watch that.
the Western United States will stay basically dry biased. Temperatures are still forecast to be mild across a big part of the Midwest here for the next couple of next few days, actually. Uh, it'll be cool today and maybe tomorrow and parts of the region will warm up briefly and then we'll get a reinforcing shot of cool air coming around. So the six to 10 day period is still cool biased in a fair amount of the Midwest and all the rain that's going to occur next week or actually late this weekend into early next week will likely cool down the plains as well. So the temperature will be below normal there. But it gets really warm in Canada. And because it doesn't rain much in Canada, we're going to see some really good harvest conditions out there across the prairies. And I'm sure that a lot of producers out there are probably happy about that, but they are concerned about the long-term moisture prospects for 2024. They've got to put moisture back in the ground before the ground freezes up, or they may have a problem getting moisture uh, available for planting in the spring. And that's always a worry for the producers up there. So that's something that we'll be talking about off and on as we go forward through the autumn. And as we finish out the, the second week of the outlook, the, most of the Midwest and the plains warm back up again. In South America, we did start to see some new rain beginning to evolve across portions of uh, Cordoba and uh, portions of Buenos Aires. Most of this precipitation was very light, as you can see, not much more than a quarter of an inch of moisture occurred for the most part. The better precipitation was occurring across Uruguay and portions of uh, northeastern sections of Brazil and neighboring areas of Rio Grande do Sul. This is part of the next wave of rain for Rio Grande do Sul, which is going to occur uh, as we go from Friday into Saturday, some one to three inch amounts coming up for Rio Grande do Sul. Uh, in the meantime, the rains that have occurred in the past week have certainly been very impressive. Uh, across uh, Rio Grande do Sul, Santa Catarina, and Southern Paraná. These areas had too much moisture. Again, just as a refresher and reminder that, that some of the rain totals across the northern half of Rio Grande do Sul were running from about five inches I, upwards to about uh, 12 inches. And that was uh, that all mostly occurred over the weekend. We did get some serious flooding to occur. The rest of Brazil hasn't had nearly the volume of rain, but there's been some light showers scattering around that's interfered with some of the safrina corn and cotton harvests that are still underway across some of the center west and center south crop areas. Uh, most of the rain hasn't been all that substantial, but uh, certainly a setback in field work did occur uh, in this past week there. Uh, the forecast is going to continue to concentrate rain on the uh, same areas of southern Brazil. Uh, northeastern Argentina and southern Paraguay. And as I mentioned yesterday, this is all classic El Nino, and you're going to see this pattern repeated over and over and over again as we go forward through uh, the uh, end of September, October, and probably into early November. Uh, this pattern will tend to leave the northeast part of Brazil drier biased and will tend to leave uh, some of the western areas of Argentina in a less than usual precipitation pattern. It will not be absolutely dry in Western Argentina, but the rains will be lighter there than desired. And that's all a byproduct of this El Nino pattern. In Australia, there wasn't much rain that occurred overnight. I didn't think you cared to look at a blank map, so I didn't present it. Uh, also, the uh, the temperatures are continuing to be warm across Queensland and northern New South Wales, as well as northern parts of Western Australia's crop areas. Uh, temperatures in Queensland reaching the 80s and lower 90s the past couple of days, uh, mostly 70s and 80s in northern New South Wales and northern parts of Western Australia. Uh, these areas are not getting rain. They have very low to no soil moisture. Uh, dryland crops are stressed and reproduction is getting underway. In fact, it's already well underway in a few cases. Uh, the irrigated crops in the east there have plenty of moisture to work with. Their water supply is very good after the three years of La Nina. 
We still have uh, some rain occurring periodically in the south. That's going to be ongoing over the next 10 days to two weeks, and the bottom line should be good for wheat, barley, and canola there. Europe was really quite dry yesterday and still very warm. Temperatures in the eastern part of the continent were mostly in the 70s and lower 80s, but the heat was greatest out in the west. Uh, the UK uh, reporting temperatures in the uh, lower to a few middle 80s. Uh, France got up into the lower 90s. Uh, it's still not as hot as it could be, uh, and so they certainly were welcoming what they had uh, if they have to welcome anything. But the moisture is in decline there. The soil conditions are firming up. Uh, you can see the seven-day rain map here uh, suggests that quite a few areas received a minimal amount of moisture uh, over the past week, and that those areas really have dried out the most. The forecast will continue to diminish the uh, uh, storm systems that had impacted Greece. We talked about this earlier this week. Uh, one to three feet of, of uh, snow, <laughs> one to three feet of uh, rain occurring in coastal areas of central Greece and uh, some really serious flood damage done in that area. It's still questionable how much damage occurred in uh, cotton and other crop areas in that particular part of Greece. It certainly wasn't widespread, but where it did occur, it was probably devastating. Uh, the storm system is abating. It's now uh, going to move down into northern Africa, and the heavy rains are over. Uh, in the meantime, most of Europe is going to be dry for the next five days, taking us through the weekend into Monday. As we go into next week, we'll see a couple of waves of rain moving across the western and central parts of the continent, and that's where you're seeing this band of rain coming from. All the rain will be uh, welcome in, in the sense of re restoring moisture to the topsoil, but it will be disruptive to harvest activity. Uh, and the temperatures in Europe will be unusually warm still yet for these next five days. And uh, the heat will shift to the east as time moves along. And eventually we'll see a more seasonably warm temperature regime uh, late in the second week of the outlook. In the CIS, uh, really nothing new. Just kind of wanted to point out the uh, oops, the uh, drier biased conditions uh, that have occurred across the, uh, the heart of the CIS. This includes Russia's southern region. To a large degree, uh, parts of eastern uh, Ukraine not getting a lot of moisture, but they did get some in the past week. Uh, and on up into the Volga Basin, we've seen a restricted amount of rain. And if you recall from yesterday's soil moisture assessment, we are still running very short on top and subsoil moisture across a big part of this region. And rain is going to be needed soon for the winter wheat crop that's being planted across some of these areas. That critical time will be late September and early October for getting the rest of that crop in the ground and certainly getting it up and established in a favorable manner. Uh, there are some showers on this European forecast model run for some of that region, but some of this precipitation is probably overdone, and I'd be real careful about buying into that. I think that we will see some showers, but it's probably not going to be all that significant. So keep an eye on that. Outside of that, the temperatures in the region will stay warm biased. In fact, much of Asia will continue to be warm biased. Uh, the uh, situation in China yesterday was fairly dry, except for some more heavy rain occurring on the coast there. Guangdong's been just bombed by uh, all kinds of, of rain. And the same thing is true for southern Fujian because of the two typhoons that impacted them over the past week. And now we've got heavy rain still occurring across the area with some areas. You can't see the number very good, but this is a 10-inch amount here along the Guangdong coast, the very same area that reported uh, upwards to 15 inches of rain over the weekend. So not a good si situation there. But interior parts of China are doing really well. Uh, they're firming up. Uh, there's still a pretty good environment here for 
uh, late season crops that develop. East central China will probably see net drying through the weekend, but some of this rain you're seeing showing up inside this area will probably end up occurring next week and we'll see a, a, a decline in conditions. This is a 10-day forecast map. So Shandong and Jiangsu will probably see dry bias conditions for much of the 10 days coming up. Rain up across northern China will likely uh, occur in waves and that will uh, interfere with some of the uh, uh, sugar beets, uh, spring wheat, and also some of the other crops that are being uh, harvested at this time of the year. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that area up there. Uh, outside of that, India is uh, still seeing a lot of rain starting to kick in for central parts of the country. It was fairly light yesterday, uh, but we are going to see much more occur. Notice the heat building up here in uh, parts of uh, Pakistan and northwestern India. That's pretty normal for this time of the year, uh, but that area is not going to get a lot of rain. As you can see uh, that area is going to continue to be dry, biased. So the combination of the heat and the dryness and the fact that it hasn't rained for a, a few weeks now in some of these areas is setting the stage for a little bit of late season crop stress that might be a, a bit of a, a significance for some crops. Cotton will do best, but rice and uh, ground nuts probably will do not so great. And so uh, if there's no irrigation, these crops are going to be stressed. In the meantime, it looks like a big part of central India is going to do really well with rain. In fact, maybe a little too well for some areas here in northeastern Maharashtra. This is the European model and uh, the GFS differs. It has the heaviest rains a little farther to the north. Uh, into northern parts of Madhya Pradesh, which I actually think is a better forecast. I think this rain in Maharashtra is overdone. And lastly, uh, there's a tropical storm moving across central Honshu, Japan. It's a very weak system. It is falling apart as I speak. And so we'll see a band of uh, significant rains occurring tomorrow across that area. Uh, maybe some very localized flooding, most likely not, though. I'd expect no damage to citrus or rice. And for the most part, property damage will be minimal. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.